0: welcome Welcome to the natural lifestyles podcast with your hosts james marshall and Liam mcrae where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity seduction dating lifestyle design sexuality psychedelics you name it this is the natural lifestyles podcast today's major topic and it's quite a quite a broad topic is about experimentation and expansion so these are the earlier stages of lifestyle design and they are also perpetual in that you will need to have the habit of doing this throughout your life. Now, as you gain more clout, more resources, more tribal, loyal members, you don't need to do this as often. In fact, you can reach a point where you never need to do it again. And most people actually reach a point like that. If they reach some kind of comfortable equilibrium where they have their, you know, they see their old buddies and they do their thing and, you know, their life's fine or good, right? Very often, that's when people stop expanding. They stop exploring, stop experimenting. They're just like, cool, I know my place. This is the maze I move around in. These are the people I know. Very rarely do I meet new people, or if I do, I don't really hold on to them. They just come in and out of my life through work or uh, barbecues or whatever. And then that's it. Then you make your own children. You breed some more tribe members. Some of them die. Not the children. People, Other people die or they disappear, and the circle you know, grows and sec- Compresses and stays pretty much the same size forever, unless you have a lot of children. This is extremely problematic if you want. To. I mean, it's not, it's totally fine if you're happy with that. If you're like, cool, this is my life, that's it. See ya. I can't help you. All right? But for you guys, obviously, it's not enough. So understand this that that should be part of your mantra. I expand and I experiment. All right. What does that mean? Expanding in, in all directions except for getting fat <laughs> means expansion of social worlds, expansion of mindsets, expansion of hobbies, expansion of new friends, uh, expansion of the depth of the connection that you have with people you already know, right? So it's, it's, it's breaking constantly outside of your comfort zone, your comf- your, this little maze that you've built for yourself or, or has been built for you. We all exist within one. Very few people are completely randomized and completely free that when they walk out the door, they don't turn left nor right. They just let the, let the gods lead them and uh, they bump into each person and they have an adventure with them and they expand and they try new things and they're always seeking adventure and never seeking comfort. Few people live like that, but there is a massive spectrum of the way that people live within that, right? I'm still a homebody. I'm still someone who likes to hang out with the people I know, I'm still someone who like goes, ah, I don't really feel like going to that party because I don't know anybody there and it's gonna be a bit awkward, and eh. You know, I I have those feelings and sometimes I give in to those feelings, right? Sometimes I'm like, nah, fuck it, not going. Yeah. But overall I turn up, right? Overall, uh, throughout the twenty years of me working on this stuff, I've made the effort to expand and experiment throughout that time. I'm 40 years old and I'm still learning new skills, complete new skills areas of skills whether it's becoming an organic gardener or learning photography competently enough to do a playboy shoot learning new stuff about business about investments about social media about marketing right i could rest on my laurels right i could i could just sit back and go yeah that was a pretty good life that'll do and i can yield results from this maybe forever right i could i'd have to downsize everything but i could probably go all right i'm done but fuck no And you know people who are in their 20s who who have got that attitude. Yeah, I'm done. Or their 30s and they got that attitude and they're done. Fuck, no, we are not done. So keep this as one of your operating procedures. Try new things. And not just the things you think you like, the things that you don't know if you like, the things that you're pretty sure you won't like, the things that will make you feel uncomfortable. And for men, most of the demographic that I've worked with, I know those things. They're things where they have to express their emotions, Mm -hmm. right? So that's, that can be just talking about yourself. I find that one of the harder things to teach men to do. I can teach them very easily to find out about other people, but to speak about themselves, that's more of an art to speak about themselves in, in emotional terms, right? To be able to cry, to be able to sing, to be able to express rage in a way that doesn't do damage, right? We all feel this. So we're looking at our, our kind of personal and, and internal expansion, which is something that you will continue to, to work on. And I, I'm giving you lots of ways to trick you into doing that. And, and I want you to keep that in mind that when you're choosing, so we now move on to the idea of new hobbies. And isn't hobby the lamest word, right? Never ask a girl what her hobbies are. That's not a, not a cool way to say things. In fact, don't ask her what her passions are either because that also sounds very contrived. Ask her what she's really into, what she loves what she likes to do, what makes her feel crazy, right? Those are better ways to phrase that. So for us, though, we'll talk about passions and hobbies. And what I would say is try something new every month, approximately. Okay, so let's say 10 new things over the 12-month period. I want you to go and experience 10 new things. And money is not an excuse because I know that there's lots of free stuff. You could go and volunteer at a local garden or a soup kitchen. You could uh, woof on a farm. You could join a free community improv night or one that costs five bucks to cover the price of the room. You could look up any meetup group where most of the time those things are free or cost price because people are doing them because they want to meet people as opposed to wanting to make a profit. Or, you know, it's it's, it's more expensive because it's more in demand and it's worth it, fucking pay the entry price. Yeah, I do that many times a year i go to multiple courses every year recently it's been in recent years been Edo portal fighting monkey ayahuasca retreats you know lots of we call it skill swaps that i've done with people i've met along the way so right so in this way i do continue to expand and, and learn new skills and it's not just about the skill remember so for whoever it was earlier who was talking about oh, it's the skills i'm interested in okay sure Sometimes you're like, I just want to go and learn this new type of coding or how to tie this knot or how to fight in this particular way. And I go there and there's no chicks and who cares? I'm there for the thing. All right, good. Do that sometimes, particularly if you're trying to upskill in a particular area. However, the rest of those times, in fact, deliberately choose something that feels uncomfortable or weird to you. Anything to do with hippie stuff. Anything to do with like things like flash mobs where you go out and give free hugs, although not now. Uh, you know, or everyone suddenly does a Beyonce dance routine all together or something fun like that, right? Things where you, or you join a local theater group or an activism group. If you're into, if you want to save the whales or save anything, now's the time because we're running out of everything. Let's say you guys are going to meet a new group of people. Let's now start making sure that we connect and do something together. Goes for any groups that you're joining or, or, temporarily joining or classes that you're joining as you start to experiment and expand. The first stage is showing up. Yes, right? I come in, I pay my 5 bucks, I do the yoga class or I do the improv class. Great. Cool. I learned some skills. I challenged myself, I pushed my boundaries a bit, I said hello and met some people. There's a lot there's a lot of value there. And if that's all I did in the first week when I went there, awesome. That's huge. However, You've probably noticed this if you've gone to any, let's say you've gone to a Latin dance class for months and then you notice at the end of those months, you're like, well, I know how to dance better. I hung out with some people. I feel much more comfortable about myself physically and I can wiggle my hips and stuff. However, I've no, never hung out with any of these people outside of class, right? And I think we've all had those experiences. Now, this is problematic because it means that although there are, a lot, there are still quite a lot of benefits from going to that event, one key benefit is missing, which is that it is not, you are not integrating part of this life into your lifestyle, right? Or you are not becoming really integrated into their lifestyle either. And it works either way, right? We either, we're joining groups, we're pulling people into our groups or we're blending groups. It's not all the same, but it is all part of the same thing. So what I have to start doing is I have to start making offers to people in those groups. The first thing we can do is exchange contacts, all right, so that's, that's pretty simple. You go and do an improv class. You know, you did a scene with someone and you had a laugh and you say, oh, that was cool, man, or lady. Hey, I should grab your Instagram. Let's, let's stay in touch there. Get them on social media. Now, I don't want to just leave them there because then they just become followers. However, but I'm making, I'm making a, a personal contact. I'm adding in the digital contact because I know that's where most people are going to communicate in, when they're not in real life. I do that. And then what I need to do is I need to propose... This is where the start of leadership comes in that we meet and do something or, or we meet online and do something. What's the simplest thing to do? Train the thing, right? You went to an MMA class, pull up someone who's – and don't try and – like if you went in as a, as a novice and you got a black belt and you say, hey, man, can we meet on the weekends and you know just do some wrestling? And he's like, uh, what? He's <laughs> like, you want two hours of my time so you can, so I can waste my time with a white belt? Probably not going to happen unless you have some other currencies to leverage. So instead, you find someone around your level or a bit better, and then you say, "Hey, man, I'm I'm looking for a you know training partner. Would you be interested to just meet up in the park once this week and have a what do they call it? Have a roll together or whatever? Now we're cooking, yeah. Or the improv group, and you say, "Hey, I I found it really challenging doing like some of those characters or playing a low status character. Do you reckon we could like have a Zoom chat just I don't know for twenty minutes this week and run through that?" Last drill together. Right. This is good. Right. This is now me asking for help or offering a training partner. And 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 whether they perceive it as an offer or an ask will kind of depend on how much they need it or want it. Right? Because the same thing could be an offer. Hey, do you wanna do you wanna meet up for training? He's like, Oh yes, I need a training partner. Or it could be asking, where it's like, Hey man, can I can you be my training partner? He's like, Well, I already have a training partner, but having another one's That wouldn't hurt, so yeah, I'll give that to that person. So this is interesting that we start seeing that the same currency can be viewed as being given or taken depending on the market value, essentially, depending on how the person needs it or does not. Okay, so going ahead, this is one of the longer-term, continual goals that you'll be working on, which is to step into new worlds, learn the thing, get involved in the thing, drop your ego at the door, drop your preconceptions, although don't drop your discernment, okay? Sometimes you turn up at a thing and after a week you go, this is bullshit. This guy sucks. Or this is a cult. Or this is a ripoff." Okay. Be ready to, like, decide that, but also be willing to accept the cold, hard fact that you are wrong about lots of shit all the time. All right, so I know I've turned up to a thing, and then in my mind had this argument with myself. I had that even at the Edo Portal thing, right? I'm there for seven days and I loved it. It was amazing. It was so challenging. And there was parts of it that I didn't like. And I, had, and I, start, I remember like in one class, like spending the whole class, I was doing the thing, but inside I was like creating reasons why this wasn't a good class and, and why this, I shouldn't be doing this and even like starting to have prepare conversations to tell the teacher my opinion on it. And you know, and then after the class, when I'd settled down and got over, I was like, "That was all that stuff in my head was bullshit." Like I am embarrassed that I thought it, and I'm very glad I never said it, right? Because if I'd gone up to Edo and said, "Edo, um, I know you've been doing this a long time, but this is my first camp, and that one class I, I didn't like for this reason, and I, I'd like you to consider changing it," he would have gone, "I don't know, uh, James, get on the floor, or fuck off." That's <laughs> what he would have done. So be willing to accept that you are often wrong but at the same time okay i've gone i've gone to things and after a while i'm like now this martial arts teacher is not good enough for me or they're aggressive or they're egotistical uh, or this tantra teacher i, I remember one in particular we went and like as a crew and did this Tantra course together and learned some really beautiful stuff. And also it was very evident after a few weeks that this guy was a total sleazeball and like not in a good way, just in a, like, I have specifically learned Tantra pretty well so that I can try and hit on vulnerable hippie chicks when they've come out of drug addictions. Or whatever. And so I was like, after a while, I'm like, dudes, I'm leaving because this guy sucks. I want to go and find a better Tantra, someone with a bit more integrity. Okay, so yeah, you're not attached to any group, but you must enter new groups and experiment and expand for months and years if you want to move beyond organic growth. Remembering what I said last week, organic growth only happens in high growth areas at high growth times and eventually it burns out of nutrients. People get older, people move cities, people get sick of that scene, uh, you know, people couple up. Okay, that all happens and then a scene or a whole thing starts to, to dissipate or you, everyone finishes high school or college and so on. So it needs to be fed. We're looking at social permaculture, regenerative social groups. That requires you putting in resources forever. Not forever, actually, but for a year at least. The final thing I want to talk about, if I can choose a new hobby, a new hobby to join, then I should choose one that has multiple lifestyle effects. Right. So if I only go to learn Chinese sword, which I do in Hungary. I have an amazing Chinese sword teacher. He's Hungarian. I go and I have a private class with him whenever I'm in Budapest. I pay my money. We do only archaic Chinese sword play, and then I leave. The only thing I get out of that is learning how to be better with the Chinese sword and, and the correlating health benefits and qi benefits, which are great. I get nothing in my lifestyle, right? So that's fine. I choose to do that because that is a passion of mine. That's, I don't care how nerdy it is. I don't care that it has no function in the modern life, although apocalypse is coming and I'm ready. I'm going to be ready like Michonne. But until that time, it's totally useless functionally, but I love it. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel it's an art for me. It's so exquisite. I, I feel like I'm a brush and the sword is the end of my brush, right, when I'm in the flow. So I will do that probably forever. However, I know that if I just only studied sword or only studied archaic martial arts, that wouldn't help my social life that much. I would, I would only be able to become just an institution within that one school. And I've done that at points, but that's not what I want. So when you're looking at new things to take up, how can you hit at least two lifestyle goals in one go? Right? So if it's a physical pursuit like yoga, for example, okay, yoga could be good because we get a lot of health benefits. We get flexibility, we get relaxation, we get strength improves our digestive systems and like good yoga has lots and lots of benefits also i'm in a room that has 70 percent females if i'm in the right yoga school which most of them are pretty much all yoga schools are mainly chicks and and in new york it's chicks and gay guys hot gay guys and then me and sasha would roll up and go uh we're not very hot compared to everyone here anyway so okay there's a potential lifestyle benefit however it doesn't mean just because there's girls in the class doesn't solve it but it gives me an option then to maybe get involved in that scene where, we're, okay, we go and train together or there's a yoga event or we all go out to a vegan restaurant afterwards uh, or we go away on yoga retreats together. And because there's a blend of girls and guys, that's a much better scenario for, for a seductive lifestyle than one where there's only men. Okay, so there, that's another metric. What else? Is it interactive? Because a lot of classes are not so interactive. A spin class, a fitness class isn't that interactive. It's one person at the front barking orders and everyone's going, doing the stuff. Okay, you get the health benefits, you get to be part of a class, but you're not part of a group, right? Whereas an improvisational drama class or a contact dance class or a dance class, a partner dance class of any sort has interactivity built into it. And then there's layers of interactivity. Well, a dance class has physical interaction, which if I'm not very confident with touching a woman or leading a woman or feeling graceful, then doing salsa would be or tango would be fucking amazing, because then I get to in a low-pressurized environment, the beginner 's class, no one's expecting me to be great. I go in there and I get to touch women and lead them and fuck it up and be clunky and practice, and over months, I will become excellent at leading a woman 's body. And I get to interact with her, I project my intent. I say a few words, and maybe I have a flirt with her right and then there's social events so i go to those latin dance nights which exist in pretty much every fucking city because everywhere and those groups are usually fairly inclusive because often it's nerds who go to latin dance of all sorts girls and guys so they're not like a super cool clique of people who are like no we only have the hottest lanson dancers here whatever you understand expand conquer experiment